Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of Tau Light Talk. Oh, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Fucking A. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of Tau Light Talk. This is Casey. Uh, this is Chris. And it's a sad flack life for us. It's a sad flack life for us. Oh my god, you don't have a voice that sounded like complete shit, man. Doesn't it? It's awesome. Still sick from the last podcast. Yeah. I'm yeah. Pretty sure the zombie apocalypse is upon us. That we are as a species, we're about to get wiped out. So guys I've been sick for this long. You heard, it, you heard it here first. Um I'm pretty excited. Two two weeks in a row we're doing this shit. Three weeks, bro. We did three weeks. Oh yeah, Maybe. you were here. We've been doing it. We've been doing it every week. So, guys, I hope you like it. Uh, hits have been up. Downloads have been down. Up, rather. Uh, downloads have been up. And um, thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for listening. Thank you for um, checking out the website. Um, thank you for leaving feedback on the website. We would also appreciate any feedback on the podcast. I know we're starting off early by saying that, but... We, we like to hear it and, you know, check us out on all the social media and we'll be happy to interact with you straight up. We will talk to you. And I know we get a lot more feedback on Instagram than anything, but Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, hello. We'll holler at you. Hello. We're going to get right into this thing. So the episode is called, as I said, Black life for us. And, you know, we tried to do in the Annie song as much as we can. We're going to get to that. We're actually going to get to that at the end. Um, and, you, you know, I want to spend a little bit more time on that, a little meaty time. And um, so first things first, we're going to get into just some regular old geekly news, just like you would find at don'tforgetatowel.com. So first thing I want to talk about is the Stranger Things um speech that so about the win first because the, the win, win first yeah the win is they, they the won exact win of the year my number yeah. one thing of 2016 stranger things that's right yep and um you know they did they won at the sag awards which is great um screen actors guild awards i think like uh they really do a better job of so- showcasing things i always like the SAG Awards, and I like the uh, Golden Globes even more than the Academy. The Academy is a bloated waste of fucking pieces of shit who don't really pay attention to um, the trends. Though, I will say that this year, the films that they nominated um, were a lot more multicultural, a lot more uh, female-centric. Um they actually maybe maybe they're slowly sort of getting their shit together a little bit. But that being said, SAG Awards, Stranger Things, awesome to see them win uh, as a production team. And um, David uh, Harbour, who plays Jim Hopper, gave a really emotional speech. And you know, all I really wanted to say is I think you should check it out. It's very uh, telling of our times. He equated it to the st- uh, the cast role in nineteen. 19- 83 where the show takes place and i thought there was good parallels there and um if you don't care about the politics of it just watch winona Ryder's reaction to what he was saying and the subsequent memes that have come out because they're fucking hilarious 
Did you get a chance to check that out, Chris? I did. I did. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, it was it was very powerful. I I agree. You got to punch bad people in the face. So I mean, he says it how it is, and it's like we can't take it standing like sitting down anymore. So I'm glad that people are you know speaking up and and doing what they need to because the last thing we need to do about any of this kind of stuff is be quiet about it. And that's that's how the bad guys win in all forms of life, media, whatever you want to say. Exactly. And we're not going to get into too much politics, but I, I encourage all of you guys to check it out, and at least for the uh, SAG win and the emotional speech. Um, moving on to a little bit of a lighter or maybe deadlier news. Yeah, that's definitely um, not lighter. Yeah, definitely not lighter. Friday the 13th, the 13th movie of the franchise starts filming in March to be released this October Friday the 13th. What do you think? How fucking appropriate. That's yep. that's what I think. I can't wait. Um it's been a good long time. Uh I, you know that that remake was okay. It's not bad. I, no, it's all right. Um I liked it enough, but uh I think there's a lot of a lot of hype around, you know, the 13th movie the video game should be coming out around that time as well yep. so it's gonna be a slash tastic october i'm i'm really looking forward to it you know a lot of other movies like for example and we're gonna i actually we won't talk about it right now but other movies start shooting this year and get put out next year friday the 13th is a franchise where they used to do what they're doing now. They would shoot it in the winter um, or in the you know early spring so that anytime you saw a counselor in the water, you could always see their breath. They clearly were in the cold. And the then they would put it... Hard nipples. Hard nipples, man or woman. And then they would put it out in the fall. And that's it. It's Friday the 13th. Like... They don't need CGI, even though I'm sure we'll see it. They don't need it. They can go all practical. The budgets are low. And back in the day, it was every single year that you got one of these movies. And I'll tell you what, the fans are thirsting for a final Friday, sorry, Friday the 13th. If anyone knows um, from the Kickstarter of the uh, video game um, that got well-funded, well above um, their goal, and... You know, Jason continues to be a hot item. See the sideshow figures, see the NECA figures, and he's never left us. And I, I really think that this film—I don't know what the budget is. I think it's around ten to fifteen million, maybe <laughs> twenty. It will make it. It will make it in its first weekend. It's going up against Saw Legacy, like maybe the weekend after. But I swear to you, you put out a Jason movie every single year, you're gonna make your fucking money back as long as. You stick to the formula, which they seem to be doing. Set it in the 80s. Set it in a camp. Kill counselors. Done. Don't give me any backstory. Don't give me his dad. Uh, Don't give me him and uh, Antarctica, which was pitched at one point. Like, just fucking straight up. He doesn't like these people. Space was fun. That's space is fun, but it's still not a great movie other than the throwback to part seven, which features my favorite Jason kill, which is sleeping bag, 
Oh my god, the sleeping bag! I fucking love it. So, you know, um, I'm you know we're both excited. If you listen to Gourmet Scum Radio, my cousin and I, he's Jason is his favorite um, as well. Chris is Michael Myers. Mine's Freddie. I like that we all kind of have our own specific slasher, but we're it, Trinity. Trinity, yeah. Um, I'm I'm more than excited for for this for this movie. Next, Avatar. Two About time. Damn. Yeah, uh, James Cameron has said uh, he started. He's going to start shooting in August. He said that he finished the scripts for three, four. Sorry, two, three, four, and five. Mostly. So, yeah, that's what he's been doing in in a bunker or underwater bunker or Atlantis, where he probably resides. Or LV four two six. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. He's been writing these scripts, and he said uh, that he's not just focused on Avatar 2, he's focused on Avatar 2 through 5. So he's going to start filming these movies. I don't know if they're all four getting shot back to back to back to back, but what do you think of just Avatar 2 finally um, shooting in in August, and subsequently it's supposed to be out December 2018? To go up against Star Wars? Or well, 2019, you mean? No. Avatar 2 is supposed to come out in 2000. Oh, I'm sorry. December. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I forgot what year it was. Han Solo. Yeah, to go up against Han Solo movie. No, sorry. Han Solo is supposed to come out in May. They moved it uh, to December. No, they didn't. Not officially. Oh, I thought that was official. Nope. It's been rumored by fans who say... <clears throat> Uh, Star Wars. Uh, holidays. I yeah, um, yeah. If it's like that, then do it. I I would love to see an Avatar movie next year. Uh, it's not like we've been having not waiting forever. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm ready. You know, he. You know that whole talk we had about, um him not wanting to direct superhero movies. Yeah. He made another statement. How he will never direct like specifically like a Marvel movie or DC movie or anything like that. So it looks like he really wants to take his his franchise and do it do it up. So I mean the first movie was is one of the most amazing movies ever made. Um you know, can he deliver something on the same level? Um, yeah, probably equal to it, but what, what can he do to really change, you know, like maybe up the ante with, with Avatar 2? One word. Mm-hmm. VR. Yeah. I fully believe maybe not with Avatar 2, um, or maybe they'll do it in select theaters, but James Cameron is an innovator. And the reason why his movies are not even close to getting touched, I mean, Titanic did. I don't know if Avatar ever will. And there's a lot of people who go, oh, I don't even remember Avatar, and I I forget it. The thing that made people go to that movie theater is that it utilized 3D in a way that's never done before. It used motion capture in a way that's never been done before. And, you know, the same thing can go back to his earlier films, like the way that he took alien and turned it into an action war movie the way that he yeah. took terminator even though he wrote the first one 
but turned it into what they now consider one of the summer blockbusters with uh, Terminator 2 in the way that he used CGI the way it had never been done before. And if you watch right. Terminator 2 to this day, the CGI holds up. And then you go to Titanic, and, you know, I never wanted to watch that movie, and my wife finally made me. She finally broke me down, and I finally watched it. And it's a movie. It makes some stupid fucking choices of the characters, but as far as the you know the direction and all that stuff, it's yet again unprecedented. The CGI holds up, and that's all James Cameron. So, you know, you could say whatever you want about Avatar, and if you you're not a big fan now, or you thought the the story was too Fern Gully and Pocahontas, but that guy will get people back into seats. Will it be as good as the first one? I don't know. It, I, you take Alien to Aliens, you take Terminator to Terminator 2, you, fucking true lies. I love that movie. Like James Cameron will blow our minds. And I think at some point in one of the next four movies, there's going to be a select theater that goes, put on these VR headsets, and this is the way that you watch this movie. And I bet you anything, it's going to fucking blow people's asses off. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. James James Cameron is not a follower. He's no, he's, a, no. he's a leader. He's you know, you're right. He's up there with the George Lucas, the Spielberg, oh, yeah. uh, Scorsese. Like these are guys that uh, Ridley Scott. You know what I mean? Like I love J.J. Abrams, obviously, and I love some other guys like Matthew Vaughn, and you know, there's there's a few people who are really really pushing the envelope in cinema nowadays, but still. <laughs> They're still followers. They're still followers. And and I get it. That's probably the way, like, James Cameron's probably a follower of someone before him, like, you know, fucking Orson Welles or something. But really, like, the way that those guys changed cinema forever, it's, it's, and it's hard. You know what I mean? So James Cameron has something up his sleeve. And, um, you know, I never rule him out. And look at the numbers, you know? (laughs) No one in the history of cinema has come close to him. Not even Star Wars. Not even Star Wars. So, uh, moving on. Peter Capaldi has announced that the last one, tenth season, is going to be his last season as, as Doctor Who. Sorry, the next one will be his last season, Doctor Who. Um, which, you know, I'm sad about because I thought he's been doing a kick-ass job. That leads us to ask a couple questions. Um, is it time to get a female doctor? Absolutely. And I think so. And we're also... Um, the name Ben Wishaw, who's been Q in the last um, two uh, Bond movies, has been uh, thrown around as a possibility to be the next Doctor. Uh, a, well, you obviously said, like, if you'd be interested in female, do you have any ideas of who you'd want? And what do you think of Ben Wishaw if they keep as a as a male? You know, I really wish I would have kept up watching Doctor Who. I, I fell behind during the tenant years and and really need to make time to catch up. So I, I really didn't watch any Capaldi. Um, so I, you know what? I, I don't have any real females that I, I, I'd like to see. Maybe, you know, maybe you have a couple, but I just would like to see that change. Um, I think it would be interesting. And I mean, Ben Wishaw is funny. I mean, he's quirky. Um, so, I mean, if you want to, I, I could see him as a Doctor Who, but, you know, rumors are rumors right now. Yeah. You know, I don't have any, like, super stuck names. Um, 
I think it would maybe kind of be a neat idea, maybe flip it around if maybe one of the companions, even though like maybe one of them dies in the future, he comes back as one of them as a resurrection. You know what I mean? Like that would be kind of a neat idea. Um, you know, put it far in the future because Doctor Who really doesn't, it takes place in time and space. So what's to say, you know what I mean? Like this isn't the time. I think that'd be a neat idea, but if they, if they stick with a man, um, Ben Wishaw's fine. I, I think he's, you know, not a huge enough actor that if you throw him in there, he made it his own. It'd be pretty neat. You know, I don't watch British TV often enough. Like, I didn't know who David Tennant was before he became the doctor. I did know um, Christopher Eccleston, but he had branched out a little bit more in America. And Peter Capaldi has been in so many movies. Like, I definitely knew him in American film as well as uh, British film. So, you know, maybe they'll get another person like him who kind of has that appeal across uh, both ponds. But I'm just sad to see him go in general. Yeah, I should catch up. You should, should. Uh, next up, we have the first picture from Ocean 8 is revealed. I'm just going to throw out a couple of the names um, as far as the cast goes. A lot of names. There's a, well, there's eight of them. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of bit. Like, I like it's a lot. It's a nice stat. Uh, I mean, it's a nice cast, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you know what? I'll go through it. Um, Sandra Bullock, who's related to Danny Ocean, who is George Clooney, uh, maybe his wife of a former life. Actually, I think maybe it's his sister. Um, Kate Blanchett, who I will follow to the ends of this earth. Rihanna, Sarah Paulson, who's in um, American Horror Story, Anne Hathaway, Helena Bottom Carter, Mindy Kaling, and then another person, I no idea, I'm going to murder your name, Aquafina. Aquafina. The, um, the water? Yeah, exactly. Lady wow. in the water. Don't know who wow. she is, but it's a good cast. The first picture showed the ladies on a subway train. Um, nothing really revealed other than that, but what, you know, what are you excited? Are you going to see Ocean's movie? Did you like the first one? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I like heist movies. I mean, this is exciting. I like, I like, I like females. I like uh, when they're like, you know, in control and like the main characters and you know, like strong women characters. So that's cool. Um, I'll probably see it on video or on you know, what I won't probably go to the theater to see this movie. Um, I am excited to see Sarah Paulson because um, I've been, you know, watching American Horror Story for a long time now, and I've always been like she's like she's so good on it, and I just really haven't seen much with with her outside of outside of that show. So it's cool to see her as part of this crew. Um, that's about all I have to say. I love those movies. Um, I like heist movies pretty much all the time and i even like the original uh oceans 11 Mm. i will i will watch this somewhere you know what i mean like honestly somewhere this will this will definitely be watched but um you know at some point so moving on star trek discovery production finally begins um there's been a new video that's been revealed that shows up sets the computer designs and the captain's chair Star Trek Discovery, I believe, is produced by um, Brian Fuller uh, from Heroes Fame, and um, you know, what, you know, what's your what's your thoughts on a new Star Trek something? Um, interesting enough, the show is supposed to start this month in February. Yes. Um, so it's it's funny how 
many delays have kind of plagued this project. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to see them like push out a Star Trek show just to push it out. Mm-hmm. I love Star Trek on TV. I like I love the Star Trek movies. I mean, it's like I want to see a good, well-made show on on on. You know, it's on CBS. I mean, it's on a major network. So yep. they really got to they got to really take their time, spend the money on it, and 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 do the right thing. I I'm interested in seeing. Um, it's funny the what's her name from The Walking Dead is the star. Oh yeah, well, she's one of them because she's Michelle the... Yeoh is the captain. Um, Michelle no. Yeoh from Crouching Tiger, who I fucking love. There's two captains because I it think says, it says here. One. No, it says Sonequa Martin Green has landed the lead role on the CBS All Access Star Trek Discovery. Really? Yeah. So I mean, not to say like, yeah, it probably is. Um, I'm off IMDb, and it says Captain Georgiou is Michelle Yeoh, and that Lieutenant Commander is um, that's Sonequa Martin Green. So sure. I would say that's number one in Captain, right? Yeah. So Michelle, yeah, I don't know, man. You would definitely know Michelle Yo in the Captain role. She's seasoned. She is, but there's she is as a Federation captain, not the lead role. Oh, in a, it says like, in a in a captain role, maybe like a um mentor role, like how Pike yeah. is in the movies, you know, like that. Yeah. So it's cool. Like I said, strong female leads. I'd like to see it. It does make me question what's going to happen to to her character in The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a big. That's like a. That's being, almost like a fucking hey, hello, she's dead sort they, of thing. They, they did the same thing with some like I've when you notice like these castings. Peggy done Carter, it. she gets that other show. Peggy Carter is done, even though I I don't even know what that show is. Is it even on? It's it's on now. It got canceled. Yeah, exactly. So you know you fucking risk your shit when everyone liked Agent Carter. Yep. Yeah, I don't Agent leave Carter. Walking Dead. Like that's it. You, like I'm sorry. Like I, I know you might not want to be sweating it out in Georgia, but God damn it, you're making hand over fist in money. You go walk they, into a convention and you make ten thousand dollars for a day's worth of work. I'll take that every day of the week. You don't have a choice. Sometimes, sometimes they're just like you're dead. So she if they say that, you. that's different. I know. I yeah. that. Yeah. I'm just. I really don't see much more for her role. I mean, it's like, yep, they just killed Abraham. So it's like, what are you going to do now? It's like now you're just kind of like this. I like her. She's all right. She's all, all right. right. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 30th anniversary. Um, yes. There's gonna. Yeah. Well, so there was something. Uh, there was a big event today, and yeah. they showed off. Uh, so the Final Fantasy VII remake comes out this year, which I just pre-ordered today. Um, and then so they released some key art from that today at the at the event to get everybody excited. Mm-hmm. What I, but I'm, I guess I'm kind of excited. It's an episodic adventure. I don't know how they're going to play that out, um, but we'll we'll see. I, Final Fantasy is very linear, so I mean it's like, yeah, there's open world part. It's not like Final Fantasy 15 open world. So I mean I can see how an episode format will work for this in a way. So I'm excited to you know check that out. Um, they also announced the release date for Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age. Yeah. which is a remastered version of the PS2 uh, PS2 game, 
which I actually had like I I'd never played this game, so I actually ordered that one too. So I'm excited to play that. That comes out in July on July 11th. Um, so it's remastered for PS4. Nice. Big nice. year for Final Fantasy. 30th anniversary. 20th anniversary, I think, of 7, right? Um, and, yeah, 20th anniversary. And then also 10th anniversary of that, that Final Fantasy album that I love so much, The Distant Worlds. The oh, really? Album. Yeah. Actually, I almost I almost went to see them. They were in Jersey over over this past weekend, but I was sick and my wife was sick, so I wanted to go, but I lost mm. I was dying from the zombie, you know, play. Asian so. Zero. It's me. It's me. Um Yeah, I mean it's hard for me to say like if it's gonna work or not as an episodic format. I'm excited in a way, I'm going to wait for you or somebody. To, I, I want the reviews to come out. Obviously, Final Fantasy VII is one of the greatest goddamn role-playing games of all time. Is it Chrono Trigger? No. But it's still a very good game. Final Fantasy VI? No. no. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great game. And, you know, I think the updated graphics, if they add some more story elements, I am excited about it. But we'll see. Um, but overall, Final Fantasy 30 years... That's awesome. You know, it's one of the greatest series of all time. Obviously changed the landscape of what Westerners know as an RPG. It, it set the bar for RPGs. And Square Enix, to this day, is one of the greatest fucking publishers out there. And you know that if Square Enix, now Crystal Dynamics, or, you know, that's one of their subsidiaries, comes out with a game, you expect a certain level of quality um, which is why, you know, we didn't add it on the list. I'll, I'll just talk about it real quick. Uh, Square Enix partnered up with uh, Disney Marvel, and they're going to be producing five uh, Marvel video games. They didn't say what, but, you know, I have some ideas. Chris, what do you, what do you think you're going to see? There's a, there's a heavy rumor of Guardians of the Galaxy coming soon. I mean, that game, why that game doesn't exist already, I have no idea. Why we don't have, like major Avengers games, which we know we're going to get now, but it's you know, like, what the hell have you like been waiting for to put out video games? I mean, I don't want to play these fighting games. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll take them, but it's like, where is the multiplayer Avengers game? Like, where we're just going crazy or like Marvel ultimate Alliance done. Just right. do another. Where, where is our three? You're like, like you've been dragging your heels. Like just put it, make a new version of it and that's it. Um, it's, Guardians of the Galaxy. I would love to see a game where it's like kind of like an RPG, party based. You know, for planet the planet, it would be really cool. Um, so, you know, I could see those. It and is it, shocking mm-hmm. to me that we aren't getting more games from Disney Marvel. I it it, it like kind of blows my mind. Sorry, Disney Marvel. Disney, just Disney. Like we have Battlefront for Star Wars, and we well, know that we're getting more, more. But you know, we only seen one screenshot from one, and then we, huh? That's all we need. That's all we need. But that uncharted Star Wars game, and then um, you know, oh, you're we right. finally get this announcement for for Marvel. It's like Disney. What the fuck are you doing? You know what they've been doing? They've been making fucking kingdom hearts three for the last fucking like 
Ten forever years, now. Chris, I've exactly. Talk about Kingdom Hearts three. That's not on. Like I, I refuse to even believe that game exists. <laughs> like until that game comes out and I see a physical copy of it, that's when I'll actually pre-order it. The re- all the all the remastered games for PS4 come out in one nice disc this year, which I'm picking up. Um, I know, but I'm gonna jam those out, and then hopefully it comes out by the end of the year. If not, it's coming out in 2018, so it's coming, and yeah. you. And I mean, they keep saying like, "Here's, we're not going to see Marvel characters, we're not going to see Star Wars characters in these games because like they have their own docket, yeah. I guess." But yeah. it would be cool to get like a lightsaber or you know whatever. We're getting off topic, but it's yeah, it's okay. So last thing I want to say in the general uh, geekly news is that tomorrow. Well, sorry, this podcast is probably coming out on the day of Image Day. Um, Image is one of the only, at least the biggest, creator-owned comic book publishers, uh, with the exception of Spawn and probably Savage Dragon. All of their other titles are, and even those are too creator-owned. Like Those are their longest-running franchises, and it's just awesome as a publisher. I mean, if you guys haven't watched the documentary on Image, I think it's how Image uh, conquered the world or something like that. It's like, it's a fucking brilliant documentary, but Image was created by Jim Lee, Eric Larson, Todd McFarlane, Rob Layfield. They skipped out on Marvel. They created this comic book company. And still to this day, the only comics that they put out are creator owned. The creators own 100% of it. And I love them. I fucking love Image. Image is yeah. up there, if not far sur- surpassing the big two as far as quality goes on, on many different levels. Yeah, I mean it's 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 right there, and it's. I wish I wish I would have gotten bored with more Image titles a little bit earlier in the runs, um, because at this point it's like I'll just go buy the the trades. But you know, currently. You know, Paper Girls, uh, Green Valley. I'm reading The Fix. I mean, all of these titles like that are just they're they're hands down the best stories in comics. And it's just like Saga. Sorry, yeah, Saga, <laughs> The Walking Dead. I mean, yeah. it's just like uh, Outcast. You know, I don't read these. I wish you know I'm gonna go back and read them someday. But um, it's just you know they are they're the ones that are getting picked up for TV shows. Um, they're the ones that are getting picked. You know the the most rights and they should be, I mean, it's the best stories in, in the comic book world right now. They're scripts made to be comedies, action adventures, science fiction. It's, it's just the whole gambit of, of great comic book storytelling. Yep. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, go to, if you're listening, go to imagecomics.com, uh, look up image day somewhere in your area uh, you may be able to meet some image creators um, and artists uh, in the New York area where Chris and I are from. Uh, Forbidden Planet has an ass load of people. Cliff Chang, Brendan Fletcher, Alex DeCampi, Cameron Stewart, um, just to name a few, are around there. Oh, if yeah. You're in Toronto, which is near us, yeah, at 8 a.m. if you get over there. I'm dragging my zombie ass down there. Uh, oh, yeah. Toronto, you get Chip Sadarsky um, piling. So, I mean, and this is it. It's all over the world. There's in the United Kingdom. There's some in uh, some in Australia. 
you know, Portland has got both Matt Fraction and, and um, his wife there, uh, Kelly Sue uh, Donovan. So, yeah, like, I mean, Tim Seeley's out in Chicago. All of these amazing, amazing writers, amazing artists. Los Angeles, I mean, game over. You you got Brian K. Vaughn out, out there at uh, Meltdown. Um, oh, some people are over at Rick Remenders over at Barnes and Nobles. I mean, like, it's just, it's just wild that they're celebrating in, in such an amazing way. I mean, I don't know what Marvel and DC do to celebrate their anniversaries. They're going on 75 years or their past 75 years at this point, but you know, I, they I charge think you like $10 for a comic book is what they do. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, there should be a lot of stuff going on in giveaways, uh, social media stuff. So, Check check their Twitter, check their Instagram, um, go to their website, as I said, and and today's the day. Ce- celebrate Image. If you haven't picked up an Image comic, um, just some of the ones that Chris and I were talking about, you know, an old one like a Savage Dragon, a Saga, a Killer Be Killed, a Spawn, you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many fantastic fucking Image comics from back then, as well as now, and it really is why they set themselves apart as, as one of the best publishers. You know, they may even be the best publisher, really. I, I, I hate to say it because I, I love, I'm a hardcore Valiant fan, and I do love my Marvel and DC, but Valiant's been a lot better as far as doing some, not creator-owned stuff, but getting some really good creators in there. Valiant is like, you have the idea, you own the idea, yeah. we're putting it out. I also feel like um, they have Valiant has like their their universe. They do. So it's very it's very superhero connected connectivity. Image does a really good job with just not really having that. Um, and they're just like we said, they're just independent independent stories. So. Yeah. And um, yeah. So you know, here's the. Here's the fucking image, you know. Happy 25th anniversary. We, you and I have been reading them for 25 years. Back to Shadowhawk, motherfucker. Seriously, all the way back to my spawn number one that's one. sitting in there that Todd McFarlane signed. So, right. love image. Here's to another 25. Here's into another 50. Love the shit out of you guys. Keep putting out great stuff, and and thank you for doing what you do. Um, I think this is a good time to to take a quick break. What do you think? Yeah, I need some tea. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Run again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher. And iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it!
There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right. We are back. And... We want to jump right into some Star Wars news. Uh, a couple big things dropped. Um, specifically, Han Solo, Solo film, started production. Uh, shot by Chris Miller and Phil Lord. It's getting under the title of Red Cup. And as we said earlier, it's expected for a May uh, 2018 release. Couple questions for you: A, how excited are you that this film has started filming? And B, do you think it's going to keep that May release, or do you think it's going to get pushed back to December? I think that they're going to try to test the um, the Star Wars movie in the summer. I think this is a good one to do it with. Um, why not? If it gets pushed back to December, fine. It'll be another great birthday present for me, Star Wars style. But you know what? I'm you know I'm excited for this movie. I mean, it's going to be a real test of what they can do with these anthology movies with classic characters like this. Rogue One is is its own thing. It, yes, it was a it was a an event that we knew about growing up that we that we pictured happening. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Um, so, but this this is a this is new ground. This is new territory. This isn't like the Ewok adventures. My friends, this is like, doing a Han Solo movie with probably Chewbacca in it, with probably Lando in it. Uh, we definitely know. Lando. These guys are like big parts of it. So, um, yes, please excuse my med- medication. I know they're in it, uh, but <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, if they keep it light, they they make it its own thing. I'm all about it. And I love the title, the Solo Red Cup. It's 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 smart. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited about that title. Um, honestly, this is a movie I don't give two shits about. As far as like, did I ever want a Han Solo movie? No, I didn't. I don't care. But that being said, I'll You're be getting opening night. We're getting it. So you know, I I accept the fact that it exists. Um, getting Harrison Ford in there. Uh, really, or fucking Harrison Ford. Sorry, getting Woody Harrelson in there is what got me most amped. Even though I do like Donald Glover quite a bit, and I think he'll do a good job as Lando. Um, Amelia Clark, since she's an unknown character, I like her in Game of Thrones. Didn't really like her in the newest Terminator. I can't really say like she's like who I need to see. I don't know anything about Alden Eckenright. I, I've never seen him in anything. Um. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm excited to see what happens in it, but uh, we'll just be cautiously optimistic. I'm more excited about the fucking directors. I love everything that they've ever done. So, exactly all the way back to Clone High. Exactly. I mean, that's 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 where it's at, my friends. It's yep, exciting. Absolutely. Uh, another piece of Star Wars news that dropped. Uh, they revealed some of the new Lego sets uh, that have come out. There's uh, there's a good about ten or or 12 of them 
Yeah, um, I'm looking at them right now. Um, yeah, a couple of the exciting. highlights. Oh, go on. No, it's exciting. I mean, there's something really neat here that I don't remember. If you might have to help me here, the the arrowhead. Did you see this one? Maybe. I can't see. I can't <laughs> see the figures. I can't see anything that has to do with it. It's a neat looking ship. Um, is this the Darth ship Vader that has like what looks like the emperor with it from free the free uh, whatever it is freemaker? Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, there's like a bubble. There's a bubble on top of it. There's one that's yeah. There's one that's like a new tie, but it's from the Freemakers uh, Lego Tracker One. Yeah, it looks in, it looks amazing. I think it has like blue on it. Um, yes. Yeah, that's from the the Freemaker stories. So, oh yeah, I love that show. Yeah, that looks good. Uh, there's a bounty hunter one that includes Bosk and IG88. I want to say, um, and Dengar, and then um, yeah, getting it the Vader transformation scene. Most of them that were revealed were little sets. Like, yeah. I thought that was interesting. I'm curious if they're going to stick to that. It's usually about $10 price point. Um, but you get some pretty cool minifigures. Like, I have the Hera um, uh, ghost thing, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, they're not too much money. You get some cool minifigures. Snap um, Wexley. Yep, yep. So... And there was also like a new Rathtar set that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so, you know, it's fine. Lego's good. We're going to Toy Fair in a few weeks. I'm sure we'll see them in person. I mean, they revealed a shit ton of other Lego stuff, like Pirates of the Caribbean today, Guardians today, uh, Justice man. League, and so I mean, like this is just the Star Wars stuff. But Lego's going to be going buck wild this year, as usual. I mean, you want to talk about like. Buck wild. I mean, it's like Lego, Funko. I can't believe the mm. number of things they announced. It's just like Funko is out of control. Lego out of control with their licensing. It's it's amazing. I hate these pre-announcements, though. I'm sorry. Like, I always like the level of mystery that we would go to Toy Fair, and a lot hasn't been revealed as well. But I feel like Funko, especially like at least for their pop line, we know everything now. Funko's good about putting out some other lines that we don't know of. Um, I don't know if they're still sticking with their six inch figure line. Those don't really seem to have gone over that well. Yeah. I haven't heard much about those lately. Uh, they were, they're great figures. I like, I like some, you know, but right now, I mean, you got, you can pick them up for like eight bucks on Amazon. I mean, they're not, Plus the quality wasn't there compared to other companies. At the same, some, uh, some figures. Yes. Some figures. No, it was a hit or miss. I I thought some were good, but I also had the mail some back. So yeah, well, they also put out like that evolve line. And maybe okay, you know what? We're talking about Star Wars. This is a pursuit of plastic. <laughs> Damn right. We should do a quality control one because there are some major issues these days. <laughs> there is. All right, let's st- skip on Star Wars. Uh, Pablo Hidalgo, uh, one of the uh, story masters over at uh, at Lucasfilm. Um, he gets on Twitter a lot and basically it seems like his job is not only to keep all the Star Wars stories together, but, but also, to, yep, also to uh, field questions all over Twitter from us sweaty ass nerds. Um, he revealed as somebody asked him the question, was there any other titles for the force awakens? He said that one of the titles was in fact shadow of the empire. Bullshit. That's what he said. He's not he's lying. An, he's an asshole. 
<laughs> no. no, they're saving that for a much better day. They're saving for a rainy day. 25th anniversary of uh, Shadows of the Empire. It's coming. Uh, I think they are. I think they also didn't want to confuse fans. Uh, let's not confuse fans with The Last Jedi. It is the name of a book that nobody's heard about. Not even me. So Yeah, exactly. I was like, if you didn't hear about it, then no one heard about it, Chris. That may be a true statement. Chris is my uh, Star Wars historian. Um, he's my holocron. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, if you don't know anything about Shadows of the Empire, You've been check out the book. Um, who writes that again? I can't remember. Uh, anyway. I want to say it's Steve Perry. Steve Perry? Steve. Oh, yeah. Perry. Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Wait, no. Steve Perry is the singer from... No, it's Steve Journey. Perry, the guy who wrote the Star Wars book, or the Alien vs. Predator books, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Steve Perry is also the lead singer of Journey. Are you sure? Yeah, I just looked it up. <laughs> and I just looked at my Alien vs. Predator book. You're right. I'm looking at it, too. Shadows of the Empire, Steve Perry. So, not only is he an amazing writer, but he's also the lead singer of Journey. <laughs> they may be with the same person. Well, they are. They are. Um, anywho, look up Shadows of the Empire. It takes place between episode five and six. One of the greatest non-canon at the time, or at now, stories, and I hope they turn it into canon because, oh, I love that book so much. It's what revitalized Star Wars in the 90s. It was like the multimedia event of our, our lifetime, seeing that oh, we yeah. were young when Star Wars came out. It was, it was huge. I mean, it was amazing what they did. So yeah. we need a podcast about that sometime. I think we should, actually. It's a really good idea. Write it down. Um, write it, write it down. Yeah, write that down. Uh, next is a little bit of Marvel news. Uh, the show, Cloak and Dagger, which got announced last year, um, is finally cast. We have Olivia Holt as Dagger and Aubrey Joseph as Cloak. Two young actors no idea what their work is like but the show is coming to abc family um we know that uh jeff loeb who's the producer on the marvel tv shows is overseeing it um you know what did you think of this news um you know they've been announcing this for um about a decade or so probably since we were young i think um this was always something in the works from Marvel, and I'm surprised. I'm not surprised it didn't happen, but it's the perfect time for it to happen now. Um, the characters are actually featured on that Spider-Man cartoon right now, so they're in. You know, kids know about them. Um, that's the good thing about these Marvel shows; they're doing a great job of like introducing kids to all the characters. And now with DC Action, um, it's another format for kids to learn about all. The obscure characters that exist in comics. So I mean, it's 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 awesome. I mean, it's I think it's cool that it's on ABC Family. It's a little bit of a departure from this mature Agents of Shield they're trying to do right now. Um, right. Which, you know, it's it's not terrible this season, but um, at the same time, you know, our feelings on that. And within humans coming, um, it definitely sets itself aside um, with these two these two street level characters. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, we have the Runaways coming out on Hulu as mm. well, supposedly this year. 
I think crossover potential being that they're more teens. Um, like I get, like we have our gritty and dark on now agents of shield, but as well as Netflix, even though there's no crossover there, stupid, it's all connected my ass. Um, and then now you have ABC family, um, getting, uh, cloak and dagger, which it should be on CW, but you know, DC owns CW at this point. So now we have the runways also on Hulu, what do you think of the characters crossing over as of they're kind of the same age and in, in that, you know, kind of still in the Marvel zeitgeist there? I, you know, I want, I want that hashtag to be relevant. I would love for it, you know, to actually happen. I think that we'll, we might see a little bit of that with, um, with both uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and humans coming up because it would be, it would be almost impossible not to somewhat introduce the new show on this show at the end of the season. So yeah. Um, why not? You gotta, you gotta embrace what DC is doing and it's what gets people excited. So please just, just do something. I agree. And um, it's one of those things, you know, we were talking about it on, on our latest episode of gourmet scum radio where, are these characters, and maybe not Cloak and Dagger, they just got announced. Um, Runaways hasn't even been announced. But what's the crossover potential with the movies? We have Infinity War coming up, uh, whatever the other one is that's also getting filmed. And that started filming actually last week. Um, are these characters going to show up in the movie world, even if it's just for a cameo? I, You know what? When Phase 4 rolls around and most of our big-name heroes are gone. We have this new status quo of Avengers. Um, I think we'll, we might see some big changes coming. Um, you know, so I would, like, I would like to see them use the upcoming Phase 4 to kind of meld everything together more. Um, I think it's a big opportunity, and I think it's been a lost opportunity in the last few years, but you know what? I, I, at the same time, it's hard to put down anything Marvel really does. So <laughs> things things are forgivable. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's all forgivable. Hashtag. Yeah. Um, all right. Some switching gears from Marvel. Let's go over to DC. We have an announcement that Aquaman has found its Black Manta. Shock, shock, that- shock. Well, shock, the- shock. <laughs> After... <laughs> Is shocking. Um, an unknown, relatively unknown actor. He's in the get down. Uh, his name, oh man, Yaya Abdul Mateen will be playing Black Manta. If you have not watched the get down, it's Baz Luhrmann's uh, kind of ode to the late 70s, early 80s rap groups like the Fab Five and Run DMC, and it's a fictional story, but God damn is it awesome if you like really? that type of music. Oh, yeah. It's 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 only... I do love me some Boz Lerman. Yeah, it's like six to eight episodes. Um, it's the most expensive Netflix show to date. It's I think the whole budget, it's going to be in two parts, is like over a hundred million dollars or something like that, which is crazy for Netflix. So it's a really good show. And this actor is a bad guy on the show. So, you know, he's kind of following the footsteps. I'm excited to see him in the role. 
um, of Black Manta. What do you think? Sure. I like Black Manta. No shock that he's the villain of this movie, but um, nobody gives a shit about Ocean Master. So, I mean. Is sure. that Patrick Wilson, Ocean Master? Yeah. yeah, his, yeah okay. His, his brother, his adopted yeah. brother or whatever. His adopted brother. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he'll, he'll, play, he'll play a villain role coming up, of course, as he always does in that shitty, jealous, I want the throne type deal. But Black Man is straight up badass, I think. I always liked him as a villain. So, yeah, I'm re- I'm I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, and I, and I think um you know, Yaya will, will do a good job, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keeping along the Aquaman news, Nicole Kidman is now up for a possible role. The only character I could think of is what Aquaman's mom, like what like what who could she who else really realistically could the she queen. be? The 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 yeah. original queen of Atlantis. I mean, I mean, does it? We still give a shit about Nicole Kidman. I mean, is she relevant still? Um, I I can't remember anymore. So I remember a time when you loved Nicole Kidman. I did. She was she was beautiful, but you know, not anymore. Political wise, ugh, disgusting. Eh. We're not going to stick on that too much. We should. Um, but, you know, I, she's been doing a good job. She got nominated for an Oscar in Lion. Um, politically, we'll step out of it. But as an actress, I like Nicole Kidman. I did want to watch that HBO show that um, her, China Woodley, Reese Witherspoon, that murder mystery show. I forgot what that was called. That looked pretty good. It was based on a book. So. Nothing against Nicole Kidman. Fine. She'll be the queen of Atlantis. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sure. <clears throat> I don't see any reason why not. Um, in Supergirl news, Terry Hatcher is joining the cast. Uh, Terry Hatcher from Lois and Clark. We already have Dean Kane. Why the fuck not? Exactly. We have the original Laura. We have what? What's her name? Laura Vervort. <laughs> what was on there? The girl, the Supergirl. Like we have all these cameos from people who've been in Superman shows. Oh, Supergirl's mom. Supergirl's mom is um, what's yeah, what's her name? Her adopted mom. But I think that was the original Supergirl from the eighties. Right, but also the Supergirl from Smallville. I'm, I was starting with and then going there. Oh, who's that? I didn't watch Smallville all the way. She was Supergirl uh, wasn't on there at the time. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Well, I, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So I mean, it's cool. Laura Vandervert. Okay, <laughs> that's her name. And then um, I forget what the original Supergirl's name is. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. I mean, these these cool cameos, man. I mean, it's it's just it builds great. Um, Helen Slater. I'm sorry, yeah, Helen Slater. But yes. um, it's so cool to see these things happen. I mean, it would be really funny if like um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tom Adam. Welling. No, yeah, it'd be nice if he showed up too. But like, what if like the doppelganger of um of the Adam showed up on this show, and it was like, You're just as a character. Yeah, Brandon Roth could show up on this show. Yeah, and- but since they do the crossover, you don't really need that. They have a doppelganger on every Earth. I I'd rather see. Tom Welling, and obviously that's what everyone wanted Tom Welling to come back and be Superman. Instead, we got Tyler Hulkland, which he did a 
awesome job as Superman. And I, and I hope he comes back. I'm sure he will this season, but um, I really like Tom Welling. I do like Tom Welling and I, I think it would be pretty cool to see him, but Terry Hatcher, very excited to see her come. Uh, don't know who the role is yet, who she'll be playing, but it's pretty fantastic that um, they, they are kind of, DC's doing a little bit better of a job of connecting things, at least in the TV verse. Um, yeah. We're going to, we're going to end the podcast, I guess on a sad note, on a sad fucking note. As we talk about the movie verse, um, the DCEU is in more trouble. Uh, you know, first we got Kerry Fukunawa, I believe his name stepped down as the flash director. So they're scrambling to find, Another director um, and writer, because I'm sure he's going to want to rewrite it. And now Ben Affleck has stepped down as the director of the Batman. So just going off of that, what's your initial thoughts? I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, it's it's fucked up, man. But we have a podcast. We got to talk about it, Chris. I. Uh, it's just why does it have to be in freaking turmoil? Like every week, something changes. Uh, it's like. Is what's happening? Is it is it that Warner Brothers can't keep their hands off stuff? I mean, is it yeah. the the studio like fuck off? It's like just let things happen. It's like they can pretend like everything's like hunky dory. Uh, we totally support each other. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, Ben Affleck isn't the Batman anymore. You know what I mean? It's like these are the kind of things that like make you wonder. Like, do I even want to go see Justice League in theater next year? Do I want, like, I would see Wonder Woman, but do I want to make myself excited for, like, even more downfall? Like, if Justice League was good, and then all of a sudden it just gets shit, like, it's so up and down. I, 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 it's, it's frustrating, especially as a DC fan. At least we have TV. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's hard because Ben Affleck has the potential to be the best. Batman ever cinematically and you know as much as people can talk shit about Batman versus Superman nobody has talked shit about Bat or Ben Affleck playing Batman so nobody really <laughs> like, I've never heard anything bad everyone was like eh, the movie's stupid but Ben Affleck really surprised me so we're all super excited to hear that he would be writing obviously and directing the the Batman movie and now to hear him step down as a director and, and what he says, I'll be honest with you, it makes sense. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of pressure and I want to make sure we're putting out the best movie we can. And I have, he goes, I have other duties committed to the movie. He like did not say, Batman? huh? Like being the Batman. You know what though? He did not say that. He didn't say being the Batman in, in writing. If I'm, I, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent right with that, but I, I know he didn't say being the Batman, um, but he I think he maybe had said, uh, you know, that he's going to be still writing it. But I don't know if it's trouble with Jeff Johns. I don't know if it's trouble with Warner Brothers. I don't know what it is, but DC, and it's, and, you know, maybe it's got to be Warner Brothers. Like, DC's in trouble. That's just really kind of the whole point of this is that 
they don't seem to have a clear direction. They put um, Jeff Johns in as their figurehead, as their um, Kevin Feige, but he hasn't done a goddamn thing. Kevin Feige would come up on stage and say, this is who this person is, and this is what's happening, and he's the face of of uh, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, but, but that, Jeff that's, Johns... That shows you something, though. That shows you, like, does he want to even attach his name to this, really, anymore? Is it such a mess that... Affleck or Johns? Johns. It's like, is he having second thoughts about this? You know, so... Well, they just don't do it a good enough thing. Like, even the Wonder Woman thing, like, Jeff Johns co-wrote Wonder Woman with somebody else. Like, I don't think they were like, hey... Uh, this is Jeff Johns, uh, creative director, or whatever the fuck, plus the writer of Wonder Woman. It's like they they don't even really want him to like come out and say these things. And like you know, we learn things in a tweet. <laughs> like like that's how we get most of our our messages from um, from DC. And it just it doesn't seem like they're really grasping the idea of how to give fans fan service and, and how to really respect them in a way that says, we know what we're doing. This is our direction. You know, like the rock gun announces like black Adam solo film. Like, like that's what I'm saying. What? That's, that's exactly what I was just going to say. It's like all of a sudden, instead of a Shazam movie, you know, I'm sorry, but you don't make a black Adam solo movie. That's stupid. You drop the project and you make the Rock Lobo or something crazy, like just or make him Shazam. I don't give a fuck. Make him play both He's parts. Rock. He can play anything. He's the biggest yes. cinematic superstar at this time. He's bigger than anyone right now. It's ridiculous. Every movie he's in makes hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're gonna lose him. I don't think so because I think, I think, he wants to do it. I think he wants to do it because he hasn't been a superhero per se. Um, so, they're, so they'll just make Black Adam not as much of a badass bad guy? Well, he said, he came out and said, I'm an anti-hero. Fuck that. But, know. you know, so are all the Suicide Squad, right? Anyway, sticking with Ben Affleck, I am, I'm just, I'm worried about the other rumors, which is, is he going to star as the Batman anymore? Is this going to be, you know what I mean? Like, hey, imagine what happens if he leaves this, if he leaves. Well, he's still the producer on the film and he's still the co-writer of the film. Those are two pretty big uh, credits. And if the film goes good, um, those are two things he can say. Okay, if they're if the film goes bad, he can still go. Eh, you know, Jeff Johns did most of this, <laughs> or the Warner Brothers executives had my hands tied. If he stars in it and it's bad, he gets shit on. So if he doesn't star on it and it's bad, he can kind of wipe his hands of it. I I don't want to see him leave because a He'll be in uh, two movies, sorry, three movies, because he was in Suicide Squad as well. So Suicide Squad, uh, Justice League, and Batman for Superman. I think he's now an established Batman. If he doesn't star in this movie, it's going to fuck shit up to find another Batman in a two-year period of time 
I don't think people will be able to fucking deal with it. Even if the, even if it was, I don't even know who would be a better Batman at this point. I, I couldn't even tell you a name. But what do you think of the idea of him I don't even possibly want to, I don't leaving? Want, I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, he leaves. This That's universe possible. is in turmoil. It's in, it's fucked, bro. It's over. They might as well just stop making movies and just make animated <laughs> movies, concentrate on TV, and just give it up. Because uh, I'm sorry if you can't if you can't get your shit together when you have good elements and you have the, you have the capacity to do this. You have and you fuck it up. Every time. I mean, David Ayer is like, oh, if I could go back now, I could make the Joker the villain. Da, 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 da. Shut the fuck up. Like, do things right the first time. <laughs> yeah, don't release I'm, an extended edition or an ultimate edition to, to, I, to give tired us what shit. you want. I'm tired of it. It's like, you can't, you made a shitty ass Green Lantern movie back in the day. Like, you haven't made a good fucking DC movie since fucking, fucking 89 and, and Batman Returns. Well... Well, sorry, Batman movie, correct. The Dark uh, movie, a great movie, no, because you know I love the Dark Knight. Obviously. We all love the Dark Knight, but it's yeah. not fucking Batman. So you're not making great DC movies. You're not. You're making great movie, but you're not making a great Batman movie. So I mean, great. come on. I mean, I'd rather watch fucking Keanu Reeves walk around as a fake ass fucking Hellblazer than like watch them go into like fall into fucking disarray like this. So it's a mess, man. And they really need to come together and have a summit and decide that like, we're not going to listen to studio heads anymore. And like, say that to them, like, give us some control. Let us do what we want to do. Like we're, if we're not allowed to do that, we can't compete with Marvel and you'll never compete with Marvel in the first place. You're too far behind. So the thing that they really tried to do to separate it, other than saying that they were, not as much humor, which they've been retracted on, saying that uh, they're darker, which maybe, sort of. Um, but one of the big big things that they really tried to get the point across is that DC is really going to showcase these different voices and that, unlike Marvel, which says, we're going from point A to point Z and you have to be in line with A to Z or else you're not going to work. So like possibly Edgar Wright coming in and, and Ant-Man and they go, eh, it doesn't quite fit our vision. And then he goes, well, this is my vision. And they go, get out of here. Um, DC was like, the directors can have their own vision and then we'll try to tie it into, to what we're doing cinematically. I think the problem is, is that, you know, the parts of Batman, uh, in Suicide Squad, I think worked to do a little bit of world building, but I think their problem is that since they they don't have a clear vision of where this cinematic universe is going to go, like you know they initially said that there's going to be Justice League parts one and two, and now they took that off the table. So it's like you have the Justice League, and that's the culmination of all your villain or sorry, all your heroes combined. But after that, where do these heroes go? How do they interact with each other? Like, I know you announced a Green Lantern movie, but you haven't announced Green Lantern being in Justice League. Fail. You have Flash being two movies, Suicide Squad and Justice League, but you don't even have a director right now. Fail. You have Wonder Woman, which is probably the only thing that may have a chance, and we're hoping for it. So you have that, and then you start 
throwing everything uh, at the wall for Aquaman. And luckily, James Wan is still going to stay there. But even James Wan came out at one point and said, if you mess with me, I'm leaving this project. Like he came on record and said mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys all backed up, but it's like, I don't, you know, if, if Warner Brothers is, is, is ran by the executives, they really do like, just like what you said, they need to step the fuck back and go, Jeff Johns, you've been a loyal servant through the comics. You've been doing really good work on the TV, uh, overseeing that from time to time. Here, you you did re you did rebirth and saved us out of the goddamn gutter of the new fifty two. Like, let the man be your figurehead. Let the man do what he's supposed to do and and run the cinematic universe like a comic book, which is connect all these heroes, put in little drippings of them here and there, have them interact with each other, and have it be more cohesive. Because right now. You're hemorrhaging. You're losing Ben Affleck. You lost Kerry Fukunawa. Um, fuck, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you lose James Wan in a minute if you keep acting this way. Like, yeah, I know you get cast, and I know it's been written, but director can pop out. Happened with Matt Vaughn, or uh, was it Matt Vaughn? Yeah, it happened with Matt Vaughn on X3, and Brett Ratner had to come in there. Um, it happens, you know? Like, it happened with, yet again, it happened with Edgar Wright, and um, I can't remember who directed it now that I say that, but on, uh, on Ant-Man. So I think DC is just really kind of, they're, they, they got to get it together. They have to be cohesive. They got to quit announcing things through a tweet. Um, they have to do things in a, in a more bombastic level for the fans and really give an announcement like that show that they did on the CW with Kevin Smith and Jeff Johns. That was like one of the most brilliant things that they did. And I think they need to do something else like that. That says, Hey, this is the director of the Batman. Watching Ben Affleck. Yes. People are watching these shows. Oh yeah. Perfect opportunity to promote, to make people excited, blah, blah, blah. Right now, if Wonder Woman is not a solid eight or higher, done, done. You're done, or it's done. It's done, and I'm done. I'll just go watch TV. Yeah, they failed Wonder Woman. I mean, really, they failed with Justice League. Wonder Woman, it can be a seven because it's the first time that we saw her on screen. It's uh, the actress, which isn't really a a known actress. It's, you know, a a director who's never directed a movie like this. Like there's a lot of things that I'll give it some passes for, but if justice league fails, not only does Zack Snyder fail out done, like not done, but like, I'm sorry, go back to doing sucker punches because you can't do big budget movies anymore at Warner brothers. Um, and that right there will completely rip apart the cinematic universe. Like I know they're getting ready to shoot Aquaman, but if justice league fails in November, like if it were me, (laughs) fuck it done. (laughs) Just, just stop because no one's going to go see your Aquaman movie. 
It's it's just not gonna. It's just nobody cares. I would probably go see it still, but yeah, but but I'm saying like overall, if people just keep getting shit on, they're not gonna go keep seeing your movies. Like look at the Resident Evil and, and Underworld franchises. They fucked it up so much. They stretch it out so far, and now these movies have made no money. And it's because it's like it's done. Just stop. Quit shitting on audiences. Everyone's allowed to fail. Everyone's allowed one, but. DC can't fail four times. It, it, it just won't be tolerated. No matter how much you love those characters, it just won't. Like, if the Flash TV show is better than the Flash movie, don't do a Flash movie ever again. Ever. <laughs> At least not in our lifetime. Do it in 20 years, maybe, but... You know what I mean? Aquaman? Good luck. Yeah. Like, you're making that guy into a badass, thank God, but... You know, it's pretty, just, uh, pretty messed up when the... Uh, the Superman movie is actually the best out of all of them. Oh yeah, I was talking about that earlier today. Come on, that Man of Steel is the best <laughs> DC cinematic movie so far, and in period, saying a lot. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's and the more like when I watch that movie, I actually appreciate it more. <laughs> yeah, guess. yeah, because it is it's a good movie. So there's some some things wrong with it, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um so anyway i want this to end in the fact that we want dc to do good and we want them to succeed because it would you know competition only brings out the best in uh all sides and um i hope that ben affleck stays on as uh actor and they find a director that can fill the role and has maybe even worked with Ben Affleck in the past and they can do a good job together. Um, but is there anything else you want to stay as far as the, is the sad flag goes? If I get an ulcer over this shit, I'm going to be pissed. So. All right. So as I said before, check us out on social media, um, D fat towel on the Instagram and on Twitter don't forget to tell one on Facebook. Where can you listen to us, Chris? We are on Stitcher and on iTunes. Uh, so Stitcher for Android, iTunes, of course, for Apple, whatever the hell you use. Um, so, you know, check us out on there. Review us. Uh, we'd love to get some feedback, like we said before. Um, and, you know, let us know if there's any episodes you want to hear, uh, things we can improve on, and so on and so on. Thank you guys again for listening. Um, it's been it's been really good and we're really appreciative and thank you so much for checking us out and check out don't forget a towel as you said for all things weekly news reviews interviews all that fun stuff this is casey saying i am the knight this this is chris <laughs> why do you always got to use the knight so good <laughs> I was like, the other day I was reading Knight and I was saying it the whole time. <laughs> Stuck in my brain. Is that all you gotta say? I could go on, but no, they don't want to listen to that show. We'll all see right. you next time, Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs>